0: so much for joining me today for this informational session. I've been getting so many questions from parents and families in my community asking about speech delays. You are a speech therapist technician, is that correct?
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Okay, and so can you tell us a little bit about your training and what that looks like?
1: Yeah, so um, I went and got my four-year degree from college all in communication disorders um as well as hearing um and so throughout that process we um just did more uh i guess like minor evaluations of kids to help us prepare for what that looked like so our professors just took us through the process of what it looked like to um diagnose children as well as like implement certain plans okay Um, yeah and then i've just done training with my boss since i've been in this job as well
0: Okay, so you are actively working with families in the field, you're implementing the assessments and you're running progress tracking sessions, um, and you're taking children through exercises, is that correct?
1: Yes, yes.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about what your day looks like when you're in that role?
1: Yeah. So right now, um, over the past year, I've mainly been working in the school system. Okay. Um, and so the speech therapist, she's the one that will just meet with the kids individually and set goals. Mm-hmm. And then I have a report for each kid that says they're working on these two or these three goals. Um, and then I take some time just to get to know the kid at first um, and see like what their likes and dislikes are. And then we, I go ahead and like try and see where their language is at. Um, And from there, we'll just go ahead and we'll, for example, if it's like working on the R sound, we'll just do a lot of different little exercises to just make the R sound in like a phrase or like a syllable, and then you work on it in words and stuff. Um, And about once a month, we'll do some type of progress monitoring for each individual goal. And we'll say like, you know, Again, for example, if it's like a sound, we'll say, like, they can say, like, the sound 70% of the time in just words or, like, in sentences and things like that.
0: Pretty detailed, then.
1: Yeah, it's pretty detailed notes that we take on the kids. It
0: sounds like it. Yeah, that's that's a lot. That's great. So our community, we focus on children who are zero to three. So most of the parents who are coming to me with these speech development delay concerns, they're either Mm -hmm. just two or they're about to be two. So how common is it, would you say, for speech delays to occur in children under three, and is there any benefit in catching potential speech delays for children under three?
1: Yeah, so a language delay is actually really common. Um, it's about like one in every five children will be a late talker, which is surprising. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I didn't okay. wow.
1: quite a bit. So yeah, I've, I've heard from quite a number of parents, you know, that they are concerned with their children, but it, it actually is a very common thing okay. to have happen okay. for a late talker. Okay. Um, there are benefits though to catching it early. Um, so sometimes it might just be my kids just a late talker and it just happens like you know a year later or so um for other kids uh it is good to look into something because it might be connected to something else for example mm-hmm. um they might have like a possible hearing loss uh, like if they're not responding to you and maybe that just like wasn't found out in the hospital at the time or like it's mm-hmm. developed. um or it could be linked to another developmental delay as well so it is good to like if you do have some concerns just to go ahead and speak with your doctor just to see if this connected to anything else.
0: Okay that makes sense. So can you give us three markers for children who are under three that parents can look for and monitor in regards to speech to make sure that their language is developing on track and then you know if they're not meeting those markers talking to the doctor like you're mentioning?
1: yeah so um one of the first things is like between like nine months and a year they should be doing it's called like variegated babbling but all it means is like you're saying a lot of different sounds but like you'll say like the mama sound with the ba ba. like it's a lot of different sounds rather than just like ba 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 you know okay. they're not just making that same repetition over and over again yeah there's a variation okay. Okay. so and also by around one, um, they'll have like more of like an intonation in their voice. Like they'll kind of copy like how you go up and down with your voice. They'll be able to like mimic that by the time they're one. By one. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's that's by one years one year old. Um, by one, also kids do typically have a first word down. That's not that's not like set in stone, but typically around that age. Okay. That they have that. Um. I would say between uh, one and two years old, that's when they're like, um, it's not so much speech, but like as far as language, like understanding what you're saying, Mm -hmm. um, that's when kids should be able to understand my mom's telling me to do this. Like, for example, if you say, oh, go get your cup, (laughs) you know, they're they're able to go and get their cup at that point. And you might have to like gesture a little bit, like point to the cup or something like that. But but by between one and two that year they should be able to understand like follow understand simple commands yeah
0: but if they will that's
1: the tricky one <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. that might be not like to speech. <laughs> um <laughs> but um by around by third one i would say around two mm-hmm. um they're typically kids typically have by two fifty to a hundred words
0: fifty to a hundred
1: oh, yeah so okay. it really jumps up by two by yeah, around two in like, okay. three, by two or over that like second year.
0: Okay, over uh, So it might
1: not be like right when they turn two, like over mm-hmm. the year of two. So it jumps up a lot between that yeah. turning one and turning two. Right. Okay. Yeah, and before, then also before
0: three before three.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, okay. before th- yeah yeah I guess that's a better way to say it. yeah before three they should have fifty to hundred words. Okay.
0: And I just want to mention, I'm going to be typing all these up for the viewers to download okay. below. So don't worry, you don't have to take a bunch of notes. Um, if you want <laughs> right now. Um, okay, those are really helpful. Was that, was that all of them?
1: Um, oh yeah, also by two, they can put um, like two words together. Like if they feel like okay. mommy go, or that might be like another, uh, that's go. another skill that they would have by that point.
0: And um, in that time span between two and 3
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, okay. between two and three. Right. That's your word, combination. Yep.
0: Um, so now, is there any gray areas to this? Like you were just mentioning, for example, if a child is not meeting one of these markers, but if they're advanced in other skills like social or motor development, problem solving, focus, could these potential delays just be attributed to you know, their natural development and not necessarily a cause for concern? Or what, what do you think about that?
1: yeah i would say there's a ton of gray area in that okay. sense like yeah as far as like because um, even kind of like i explained with like speech and language they're yeah. even kind of different so for example like um your child might not be speaking uh, at two but mm-hmm. uh, they might like understand perfectly everything you're saying to them. Okay, yeah, I have, a lot of,
0: uh-huh, I have some families with that going on exactly right now. So. Yeah,
1: exactly. So in that case, for example, like it could just be you're just a late talker. It's not actually affecting your overall language. But again, like if you are concerned, there are plenty of like early intervention programs out there which have proof for uh, like the zero to three group that have like okay. proven to be very helpful. Um, so it's nice to like talk to a doctor just in case you're worried for it.
0: Definitely. Okay. So lastly, we have a lot of viewers who have young infants or even moms who are pregnant. So can you offer three tips for parents to help prevent these speech and language delays, maybe things they can do with their babies, um, to help keep their child's language development on track?
1: Yeah. Um, so the first thing is just talking to them a ton, okay. whether like, whether you are pregnant or you do have your child, like it's just very helpful um, to like narrate throughout the day, like if you're changing them, like explaining what's going on or giving them a bath, you're, you're just like constantly talking to them, so okay. the more words they hear, um, the more words they're going to be able to produce. I think there's, I remember in my um, schooling, at some point we, we saw a slide or it said like the more the parent is speaking to them, the more words they're gonna have, like at an earlier age.
0: Wow. wow, I love that. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly, they're just soaking it all up. That's <laughs> awesome, okay. Yeah, um, a second thing you could do is also reading books. So I mean, similar to the speaking, but like so having story time, that, that story time really helps children. Cause I think that like helps them really like focus on something they're enjoying, you know, like yeah. the colors and the pictures and everything. It's really like grasping their attention.
0: Okay, great.
1: And then I would say for a third one that you can do to help um, promote speech is uh, when your children are like babbling or like just doing some kind of like little talking and sounds like you're really you're acknowledging and then like you're communicating back with them so like they might be you know just making a bunch of sounds that you think like I don't know what that means (laughs) but I'm sure as mothers you guys know a lot (laughs) but um, They, that it's good to just say like, oh, okay, like respond to them like you're having a conversation because that will like make them feel like validated and then they'll want to speak more to you. Oh, that's
0: great! Yeah, I love those. Those are awesome. Definitely fun and engaging. um, Yeah, to do right. yeah Yeah. exactly great well thank you so much this was really helpful and again i'll type everything up um so much for this important work that you're doing in the world helping these children and (laughs) i really hope that we can have you back to share more of your expertise in the future
1: of course just let me know
0: (laughs) thank you so much